Welcome to another episode of Let's Swipe, the podcast about dating in our 40s and dating online during COVID, and especially now during uh, what has been introduced to me as Drinksgiving, which is the lovely Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We're all toasting each other. Hello to Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Erica. (laughs) And we have one of the best drinking buddies and travel buddies a girl could ever ask for, a special guest this evening. His name is Nathan. I have known him for X amount of years. Not to be quantified because that's just tacky. I hope to know him for the rest of my life. And he's making faces at me right now because he knows I'm rambling because I've been drinking. Hi, Nathan. Perfect. Hey, how's it going? No, you're doing wonderful. And of course, X amount of years. We do not tell our age, sweetie. Hey, everyone. Nice to meet you all. How's it going? Hi, Nathan. We're so happy that you are joining us. We've, Amy and I have heard a lot about you over X amount of years, and so we're so excited to get to meet you. Yeah, happy to re- happy to meet you remotely. Right, right remotely. Yeah, it's, it's fun, um, but it's what we have to do, right? It's the way it is. So, Dear listeners, this is an awesome friend of mine who I've known for a while, and he is going to tell us all the adventures that he has had in the dating world online and in before the COVID and after the COVID. So tell us about dating life in the big city, I guess, before everything started being all shut down, like, I guess. Sure. Dating life in in, in as the theme is dating life in our forties, right? And so like yes. talking about what life was like dating in Chicago. And again, I will preface this by saying I'm talking about dating life in the gay world, which has its differences, you know, than other like well, than other people. I love how I call you all other people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like like, you know that different species, straight people. <laughs> Zula. Guys with the babies and all that you made, <laughs> not the ones who. <laughs> if we didn't have straight people, they wouldn't make my people, and so there we go. We need you all. So yeah, no, definitely. All jokes aside, it was. Sometimes I look back on it and I'm thinking, wow, that was kind of actually gross. Like going to these, like thinking about like with the pandemic and going to the bars that were just like packed and packed and packed and people on top of people and it didn't matter. And then you just like ran into another person. And now you think of like running into someone and it's so scary. I can talk to you about this from a gay man's perspective, not from like obviously a lesbian woman's perspective or anyone that's trans or anything, because I'm not, I'm, I am a gay man. And that's how I identify. Um, our community has actually dealt with a virus before. It's HIV, right? And I've been reading a lot of interesting articles actually from like gay male authors who are like, do you remember when like sex was what made us freak out and not kissing? It was a virus that we couldn't bring home to our families. And I think that's a huge thing. That's one thing that at least for like the gay community, because like it wasn't a pandemic, obviously HIV, it was an epidemic, mm-hmm. but we've dealt with this and like, it's been very upfront in what we've had to deal with and being out there 
and just because it is more transmittable because of the way like obviously sex happens between two men versus like two women or two you know however else sex happens right or you know straight couple and so we've been there we've done that before like it's insane like if you look at back at like the history of like literally the city of san francisco was wiped out in the 1980s and those people who live there in san francisco in the 80s they're gone now mm-hmm. and and so it was a pandemic for them right it was a pandemic for them and so we kind of maybe were a bit more like okay like we will we faced this before but this one is weird because this one you can take back to your mom or your grandmother right and i will say that types like moving forward is like is again from a gay man's perspective is we are a bit more fluid <laughs> like when it comes to like you know we we will take people back and have fun and we just like and then you learn to protect yourselves and like literally for us like in came obviously okay so you have hiv that comes in in the 80s and people didn't really know what was happening and like aids hit and then all of a sudden they realize what's happening and then they realize and you know they even called it they even called it the gay disease for a while right and then that happened and then they realized and then it started spreading like it wasn't until like it spread into the straight community that even like ronald reagan mentioned it he never mentioned it right um and so then finally he, he finally mentioned it because it was starting to touch like bigger community because it was spreading on and on and on and then the promotion of condoms in like the 90s and all of that happened and then like now like we have like we have like we're talking right now like it's it's so like relating these things it's so like we're talking about a um uh like a vaccine like we have a vaccine for hiv you can have people who have it and then they're undetectable and they take there's a pill for that and then you have people who can take it and there's a pill that they take and and they can't get it because it's, it's there's there's blockers there's a blocker that will block for the cell to get it for it to get in or there's a blocker for the block for the cell for it to get out and so like we've gone through that and so it's really now in this and that was like again you couldn't take it back home like you didn't get together on Thanksgiving. I'm like, you didn't take that to like, you know, that racist Trump supporting uncle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like now it's like you can breathe on someone just because like you maybe have like kissed them or whatever. And it is really weird because like even like now, like fast forwarding to 2020, like, like, you know, like we've had to turn like the clubs are closed. Like the Britney Spears nights are over. Like all of this stuff is not happening. And, you know, our sanctuary is the bar, for mm-hmm. example. Like, there was one thing that, like, when, when, when Pulse happened, when there was that shooting at Pulse in Orlando, that was someone walking into essentially what, it, what would be the gay church, like it or not, it's what it was. Mm-hmm. I can tell you personally, the first place I ever felt comfortable in my skin was a bar, because that was the first place I was, like, you know, comfortable being who I was. One of the first nights I was there, I saw Erica. I was like, I had to leave, go back, take a couple shots. And then I walked up to her and I was like, hey, friend. And she was like, why didn't you? She was like, why didn't you just hug me? And it was an amazing thing. It was an amazing experience, an amazing story that Erica, I love and I love about you. And like, it's great, like being together. And like that night was just like so cool. But anyways, like that's our sanctuary. And so all these things that we've been able to do and like where we go and where we feel comfortable have 
have been shut down and they were shutting down actually before this actually so the, the demise of the gay bar actually was happened like um long before the pandemic because of apps like grinder and tinder mm-hmm. and then they have like honestly if you want to go down a rabbit hole there's a million apps out there for like whatever you want like like gay jewish people gay you know his, like latinos like oh, all these like gay whatever whatever like you can get really you can go down a rabbit hole with all these apps but the biggest ones that we are going to use are going to be grinder or like Grinders are hookup apps. I think for straight people, it's usually Tinder. Tinder. Oh, that's the one you bring home to mom. Honey, it's never working for me. (laughs) (laughs) But so now we're in this really weird, like, there's this fatigue to where, and I I assume, I I would ask you all, like, like, as far as like straight people who are straight people, you know, that other, that other. You um, crazy straight kids and you're like breeding and whatever. <laughs> straight, well, well, you know we call we we call you all breeders. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna make the new gay kids for tomorrow, right? You know. <laughs> they I mean have fun doing that. <laughs> you know. Um, but so and then now where we're at is like a really weird space, like being online and like um dating because we were just like used to randomly meeting people and it was just like normal like sometimes I would tell some of like my like my straight friends and they would be like you do that like some of my straight guy friends and they would be like what girls don't do that <laughs> I'm like I know but like <laughs> you know we're winning for one thing and but I'm not into that but like that sounds really cool um, and you can't really do that anymore and it's because like you know you could have used all the protection of anything and now there's just no protection because literally someone breathing on you or just like the the simplest littlest thing which is a a, a kiss and that's breath is now the most contaminating thing in what is our world in 2020 right and so it's been really insane but it's been insane. I was just recently in Chicago for like two and a half months. And like the people who are like, there's this like, I'm over it. Fuck it. I will, you know, go and like meet up and like hang out. And like, I went on a bunch of actually dates in Chicago. Um, I hope my mom's not listening, but they were social distancing dates. So we would meet and we would meet out on like the beach in like Michigan and like have coffee and like, you know, safe and like so weird because we would used to just be like, you meet at a bar and like you know be inside and uh, drink and like all over the place and so like it it's really I think it really just depends on like now it, it comes to like probably where everyone else is is like how comfortable you are with like with with what you're doing right like it even gets to 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 be like I think too like not even like this is not even like a, like a gay dating thing this is like a city thing as well like small town USA is like they're like well it's not here but once it gets there, it gets there. Right. Like right. when you're in Chicago, you like, no one is battling wearing a mask or no one is battling like being far from people because you're just on top of everyone to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's just there. Did that, did that answer the question about like what the difference is between how it was then and how it was now? Like now it was like, yeah. it used to be like, like, I, I, like remember... I get asked. I could also pull out Erica again in another example. Okay, we're we're friends, so yeah. I took her one Sunday to my 
like like dating and like meeting people and she was like you have to prepare me for these things I took her to a Sunday and it was like six o'clock six o'clock and we went for drinks at a bar and she was like there's strobe lights it <laughs> was so old and this was several years ago which means I'm even older than I was and I was like because it was like one dollar beer nights and so I'm like oh everybody's like having their one dollar beers or work our way up and it was just like full-on well, not full-on it, it but it fairly quickly got into full-on clubby like wear your best be be your best is like because oh, you got because you're on like if you're on and everybody's watching you and you're watching everybody I'm just like oh my god like I'm this frumpy <laughs> straight girl who's not nearly drunk enough to like deal with this and also like way too old if I was in my 20s I'd be like whatever man bring it Blah. I don't have to be that drunk but I'm like I'm way older than my 20s and I'm not nearly drunk enough to be like, sure, whatever, dudes. Like, I was just like, I'm having my $1 beers. And everybody's just like, oons, 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 oons. Not, not totally oons, but pretty, pretty oons. And I'm just like, I, he will, he will vouch for me. I was, instead of the $1 beers that this particular venue was offering, I was going for the $7, like, Long Island iced teas because I felt like I was not I needed to catch up to everybody else even though if they weren't there I was just so old and like crotchety that they needed to like liquor up with a quickness uh <laughs> just to get to the point where I felt felt like more in the in the flow like so something that should have been like a ten dollar night end up being like, way more because I'm like I need the heavier stuff like glug 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 I feel okay. I still feel like awkward and like old and like the wrong demographic. But at least I felt better about being awkward and old in the wrong demographic for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a fun time. Way. I still love being there. And your friends are awesome, by the way. His friends I met were magnificent for having to do with a unfashionable, like chubby old lady, like in their midst. So. <laughs> but it's upside the point anyway you you got there by the way those drinks took you there yeah it wasn't maybe as as we would have liked but um we got there and got yeah that's that's kind of where it's at right now to where like you don't like dating in your 40s and like what do you do like I would ask all you all the same question of like it's like like dating in your 40s was already weird and different, right? And then now at this, because like people, I guess like younger people, don't, I mean, they tend, it seems according to the data, they're not really paying attention to this, but like we have to, like, and we're getting older too. And we're also like, if we are taking it back to like, you know, parents or aunts or uncles or whatever that is, like they're in that, that age group to where like, so like people like like Erica mentioned like maybe so they're in their twenties but their parents are you know probably not too much older than us. <laughs> yeah, let's not think about that. <laughs> so be fine, but like we we our our family is going to be older now, right? And so and that was like actually one thing that was like when I was reading these articles from these different like um, 
gay authors was like like look like again hiv was this thing that like really devastated our community yet it you you couldn't take it back home like if you took it like if you got it you got it and like you had to deal with it and unfortunately back in the 80s and the 90s it was a death sentence it's no longer a death sentence especially in this country it's no longer a death sentence and so now then there's this one which is like probably maybe not a death sentence for the person who gets it that's why these articles have been like super interesting but look super sad it's not a death sentence for you but it's a death sentence for you if you take it back to like your like you know um family members who are older because these people who are 20 they're not taking it back to older family members because again they're like you know within their like you know 40s 50s whatever they are and they um they're not going to have that issue like, like like we would if we would take it back to our family because we're older so it's just this real weird mind fuck of like things and having seen like a city disappear like i said san francisco disappeared in the 90s um so yeah it is really interesting and like interesting and scary i don't know what, what are you guys thoughts about like dating in um you know like dating in the 40s and dating during during a pandemic like do you like do you all see any relationship with that like i know like it's probably different like for like hiv isn't a huge thing in your community right so like but like how are you like dealing with like okay dating and you know and I'm in the middle of a pandemic, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, we're all a little bit different in how we're handling it. But um, I know, like, for me, I think the biggest thing is I do still see my parents, although with the cases spiking, we've stopped. For a while, we were, like, kind of considering ourselves a household. But we do all go to the grocery store. So with cases spiking, we've stopped doing that even. But um, that's what's been the hardest thing for me, because it's like, well, if I go out on a date with a guy, how, like, and then I take something home to my parents, you know, like I could never live with myself. And so I've been doing, I've been trying to do the socially distance, like outdoor, go on a walk date. Like I've done that a, a few times, but I've had a hard time like getting a good connection with someone because it's like, well, when do I decide that they're COVID worthy? And can I really trust what they tell me about like where they're going and like you said, you know, I mean, just like kissing or breathing on someone can just do it. And so um, for me, it's been like a big struggle. And it's sort of, I think, feel like as this has gone on, I've been less excited about each person I'm going to meet because it's like, well, like, really, is this going to go anywhere knowing like what I need to do to protect my family? And then I also have a roommate and her parents are even older than my parents and she sees them occasionally. So then I'm like also thinking, well, what if I give it to my roommate? And then she gives it to, <laughs> you know, her family. And so I've been filled with a lot of anxiety through this whole thing. Um, and then I know it's different for Ella, Erica and Amy speak. I was going to say, I, I'm kind of, I've sort of put all of my stuff on hiatus right now. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm, sort of in process with the guy that I met and I'm very excited about it because it's the first guy I've met in years that I'm actually kind of like about and I, I actually had a moment last weekend where I was like god this is going so slow won't he do something come on you know let's get the lead out and then it's like 
oh yeah we're in a pandemic yeah we can't can't just go through with this and you know if right now it feels almost like we're pen pals just because you know you you can't really go anywhere with things right now and I do kind of appreciate that we're not trying to rush into things because I know he also has older his remaining parent is older than my parents and I'm just you know I keep saying if nothing happens nothing happens if something does happen this is kind of what, you know, just going to have to kind of wait for this because now is not the time to try to force something because if I do meet this guy, like Amanda was saying, you can't even get close enough to him to find out if you have a connection and you definitely can't, you know, do the, the goodnight kiss to see if there's something there or not, if things do happen. So it's, it is incredibly frustrating and I have to keep reminding myself, it is what it is right now. Nobody really knows what the hell they're doing. Let's just go with it. And for me, like I've been more of the, maybe I'm not, the, the risk taker of, of the group. <laughs> I'm the guinea pig. Just because, like, I don't have close, I, I do have close family, but they're not, like, physically close. They're, like, in in Peoria, which is a distance from our favorite western city, uh, <laughs> but and like and they know and they're smart and they're like I love you and I'm gonna love you from like our video camera because like they they have their own thing to think about. So um, the person that I've been sealing, the professor, as like we all. Oh, by the way, Nathan, we have code names for our dudes. Mine is the professor because he has a tendency to lecture quite a bit. Um, <laughs> like the professor's, uh, apparently his parents, who are in the rural area of our fair state, um, it, for the first time in multiple years, have called off Thanksgiving dinner um, because I already knew I wasn't going to go see my folks. Because they were like, I love you, but no. And I'm like, I totally get it. And like now his parents are like, I love you, but no, you know. And he's just like, I get it as well. So um, our our Thanksgiving plans are to hand it together and cook. And he's hoping to do some like some sort of like what's what's it called in the movies? It's not a heist. It is when I've got the money and you've got the goods and we kind of do this like trade off or like I throw the briefcase on the bridge and you throw the money off the bridge as well. Like whatever that is. What's, what is it, Amy? A handoff. A handoff. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I've been trying all day to think of that word. So we're going to do a hand. He's hoping to do a handoff where he hands off this like chili that he just recently discovered that he thinks that they will like. And they're going to hand off, like, some, um, well, to be perfectly blunt, uh, he is a fan of uh, target shooting, and I do have a rifle. I've been pleased for him. What? You have guns? <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys, I'm the owner of a rifle and a shotgun. Yes. I had no idea. I've known you for a million years. Well, yeah, because, first of all, I didn't really shoot them. And, and I have no plans to use Nick aside from going to a, a sanctioned state conservation area where there's a shooting range and plinking off a few shots because plink 
I would feel like is the correct word for that. Uh, not for hunting, not for, you know, dangerous game. <laughs> um, our game plan is to trade some Bates goods to professor's parents who live in the rural part of our fair state uh, for rifle uh, rounds. Those remind me of um it was it was not a date but one of the this would I feel like be like a good date and I am not someone who I'm not a gun person like I would never own a gun I'm not into it go take self defense um but <laughs> I did do I agree. a friend of mine like I love those shows like La Femme Nikita and you know like I don't know all those shows where people are being like badass with their guns and stuff and so I had a friend who took me to a shooting range and I got to fire an automatic and a revolver. And then that like cemented my belief that people should not own guns, but it also was like super, super cool and really fun. And so I feel like that is kind of a good date. If you're with somebody who knows what they're doing, obviously like if you have two people who don't know what they're doing, they should not go to a shooting range, but it was really neat. You know, it, if it had been a date, it would have been like a really great date. I feel like I concur with all of this. Is there like a common stereotype or myth that you would like to debunk about dating as a gay man? Oh, debunk some stereotypes. I can definitely debunk some stereotypes. I think here, um, as a gay man, I would say. We're not as slutty as like it's out to be. Aww. I was kind of hoping somebody would get to be, cause I'm, I I am, but like not the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that stereotype. I, I wave the flag. I'm like yes, <laughs> you know, getting out of BMW, you know, uh, with a drop top. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, so that. Was be like the stereotype that would be the biggest one I guess the other stereotype oh here's the other one too like some other stereotypes I guess like not about like dating but like about for like women especially for like straight women like we're not all the greatest shoppers (laughs) I know a gay man who has no fashion sense at all I know that's always a big one for me yeah, and you and you think that I'm like, but it's not the truth. And we're not all really good at like designing like this really cute apartment. Like some of us have like really nasty apartments, and you go over to your apartment, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> These sorts of things. Those are the biggest ones to where people think that like we're like we all know how to shop really well, we're really slutty, and that we um have like the cleanest most pristine apartments like i've been over to apartments like with you know been to a few where you're like ew this is gross like this is like worse than a frat house (laughs) you know (laughs) so you know you know how gross a frat house is yeah i've heard (laughs) i've been in a frat house i don't ever need one right (laughs) okay what about the uh I guess which is the modern version of the magical Negro, but it's like the magical gay guy. Like you have all the advice, you know, all the things to like make us. We're like, I don't know what to wear. And you're just like, 
oh, girlfriend, where are these things? And then the straight guy that we're interested in is just like, oh, she's so beautiful. Like, I'm guessing that's not quite authentic as well. I guess it depends because you have like, so many things now are just based around like RuPaul's Drag Race in our culture. That like, mm-hmm. if you want to know about anything, it's just watch Drag Race because right now everyone's just focused on that, um, for better or worse. Um, but yeah, there's no like this whole end all and like, I think the one thing, I think that's good that's happening in our community that was happening pre-COVID and now, and maybe in like, in like also, but, but, but for straight people in general, just understand is like, there's no one gay thing. It's kind of like, for example, when someone says, okay, all people, like for example, like using the US as an example, we are like, oh, okay, like a Mexican restaurant and we'll go to like, and we'll eat Mexican food. What the fuck is Mexican food? Right. It's, there's, it's, there's so much. Like, which state are you talking about in Mexico? There are, like, a million states in Mexico. You know, like, and so the same thing of, like, of for us, like, for us gay, and I use that as an explanation just because like, it's something that people can understand, um, and it's something that affects me as a Spanish speaker, when they're like, oh, it's Mexican. Well, what's Mexican? I'm like, what's gay? Like, how, how we don't all love Britney Spears. Like, a lot of us do, and zero times no reason for a reason, right? Like, <laughs> comes on erica you know i'm gonna be like shots and strobe lights yeah. <laughs> but that's not all of us that's not all of us so it's just it's also kind of like the debunk the stereotypes because there are so many stereotypes about like like it would be like 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 for example if like if like well we think this i'm sorry if we all thought like straight sex is boring it is um but like, <laughs> we think that um and but we joke about it it's funny we know that it's not we know that y'all have fun kind of um you know but like it would be the same thing of like just like debunk like the stereotypes and like but it's also great to have these sorts of conversations right to where you're like all of a sudden someone tells you something you're like holy like i would have never thought about that because it's not like what i'm into or it's not what i'm about right and so it's good to have these like conversations to where you're like I had no fucking clue. Like, I love the one thing I, I love doing in, in, like, for example, when people are always like, LGBTQ community, we don't like each other. Like, <laughs> I barely have like lesbian friends. I love hanging out with lesbians because I learn so much. I am so much closer to like what a straight woman is than a lesbian. Like, it's not- really is. I thought like you guys just like, I mean, obviously, you're not going to have the same romantic partners, but I thought that there's some sort of, and maybe this is my straight idealization of, like, like you guys think one thing and, like, the lesbians think another thing, but it all, like, kind of works out in this happy rainbow kermit puppety, like, yay, we're all friends here, like, sort of thing, you know? Everybody loves everybody loves gay men. They get along with everybody, you know. Yeah, like everyone loves gay women because they like can come jump my battery when it, like it dies, right? Because oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, is a pride parade, and that's it. 
it's a pride brand. That's it. It's not like, and I think that's where you saw also too this recent like, because of the, you know, recently, uh, when gay marriage was passed in 2014 by the Obama, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, there was a lot of like acceptance for gay and lesbian people, but then there wasn't so much for like transgender, for example, yeah. and some friends who are transgender and like my friends reached out to me about like transgender people and I was like I have no idea like I'm a gay man like I, I have no idea people and so and there's not this like we are a very divided community and so it is like it's not that kumbaya like you know like there like people have been trying to change like our flag actually and and we are a very divided community actually I talked to you about this and this might be something that is of interest to you all because you all are from St. Louis and so you're very close to Chicago and talk about like um, I live in Chicago, right? Um, talk about um, a, a a a divided community. So the gay community, the gay neighborhood in Chicago, is called Boys Town, mm, right? For a certain group of people, mm-hmm. they actually have they they petitioned and like now the the name of that neighborhood is being changed. Really? It is being changed, and I think it's great because it's now going to be more inclusive. Because I would think if I were from a group that wasn't a part of being a gay man, like I wouldn't, that wouldn't be welcoming if I were a lesbian. Yeah. Or if I were trans. The Boys Town, which is the Chicago's gayborhood for years, is actually, its name is officially being changed. So what's the name? To North Halstead, which is on Halstead Street. Well, it is on, yeah, yeah. That and makes so sense. Yeah. North Halstead isn't as fun. No, it's right. not as fun, but it, it's inclusive because it's in the goddamn street. It is not like so-and-so's town or it's so-and-so's neighborhood. It's just the street that's been street there. You and know. you're all welcome here. You know what I mean? And so I think that yeah. I think that's a cool thing in that sense because, like, it's also, like, the these places also are not so inclusive as far as, like, when it comes to race, for example. Um, and so, like, we like to think that, like, you would think, or I would have thought, that like gay people in gay neighborhoods are like super accepting. They're not. They have the same problems that every other neighborhood has, unfortunately. Yeah. When it, and, and to bring this back to dating, what we're talking about, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We actually had a huge something that maybe you all do know or do not know about about when it comes to like Grinder and Tinder. Not so much anymore. But you used to see things on like the dating apps that said this was pre obviously um, COVID, but like know this, and there were certain communities that were know this, know that. Mm. Uh, I guess you know, that's kind of the equivalent of like a a guy on an online dating profile who says I like I like a certain demographic or no or no you know no fat chicks or or something like that something yeah. it's the same thing that what you have i would assume on tinder like i don't want i don't want like bigger girls or i don't want like older like i fall into one of those communities being like we're talking about my like dating at 40s like I, like i think it's really interesting seeing when they put that on there and like when they put like okay no one over 30 i kind of I, I okay i get it and it's like okay you know I get it to where like everyone's going to have their preference and understand if you have that preference. And if you have that preference, fine, but don't say it to where it hurts somebody mm-hmm. else. Right? Mm-hmm. Older person, 
I get it. If you're not into me because I'm over 40, that's fine. But when you say, I don't like you because you're older than 30, there's nothing I can do about that. And guess what, honey? You're going to be 42 one day, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> you with a birthday cake. Um, <laughs> you know, and these sorts of things don't hurt people's feelings. But also, what I was going to say with this is like, you just are like, it hurts. There's no point in it. We all have our preferences. Mm-hmm. We all like what you like. And there's nothing wrong with liking what you like, right? But like, so like when talking about like, oh, like I assume in a straight world of like not liking, okay, someone says, okay, I don't want someone that's bigger. Or I don't want someone that's this. Or I don't want someone that's that. Well, you know, how, like, just be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in the in the straight world and it sounds like also in the LGBT plus community, there is I've read a lot of articles where people people of color or black individuals just talking about how much harder dating is because so many people so many white people automatically swipe left on people because of their race. And it's like. Yeah, I mean, I get that you can have an aesthetic that you're attracted to or not, but it just seems odd to take a whole races of people and be like, no, I mean, that just smacks of like white supremacy, like coming through. And so I feel like it's the same, I don't know, same kind of thing where it's not necessary. And I think OkCupid used to let you search based on race, and I don't think they let you anymore um, because there had been enough feedback from um, non-white people saying, you know, it's already hard enough. This is making it, you know, virtually impossible. I think confessed totally being that white person who did that. And I remember having this conversation with my therapist actually like, oh my God, am I racist? Because I always, you know, am I, is it generally, is it genuinely that I am interested in a person because of the way they look or am I a racist because I'm purposely swiping no on black people or black men I should say because I'm I'm straight but it's just like I actually made a conscious effort to start reading more profiles instead of just instinctively looking at people and this is just me in general, like I actually made it a point to start reading everybody's profile instead of just looking at their photo. And I'm going to pipe in here uh, just because of somebody who is, uh, I like the term mulatto. It's not a popular term in our day and age. I like to think taking it back, but, uh, (laughs) but for, for a more um, civilized crowd, biracial, but I, I have to admit, I, I did tend towards the white dudes. And I had to be like, really, Erica? Really? Really? There's some pretty cute black dudes out there. I had a certain bias. And I had to work my way out of that. And I did end up talking to some gentlemen who I may not have talked to previously just because it had some experiences but for, for the best or for the not otherwise you know and one of them i miss him i need to talk to him we 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 got together and we found out that we weren't perfect for each other but we got along swimmingly 
in a non-romantic sense. And it was just, I, I feel like it's, it's a shared experience. I think it's, it's a variety of things. And I think that we need to break out of that. And I wish I had done that more, you know? Um, so we're, we're, it's not just limited to social strata or, you know, primary racial identification because it can happen to even schmucks like me who doesn't know what she's doing. And for anybody else who's a schmuck like me or who isn't, is a schmuck who is kind of like me. Well, yeah. Multiple experiences and they chose to go one way or another. Yeah. So. Definitely. But I think you're right. We need to examine and break out of those biases because we're all given the same. Like um, there's this one um, woman named Verna Myers and she has this TED talk about about implicit bias. And and I love the way she phrases it. And she says we were all outside when the contamination came down. And so this idea like we're all fed these messages and, and so like it creates this bias. And so regardless of what race you are like you still are contaminated by these ideas of white supremacy and so um, and then of course your experiences feed into that and there's confirmation bias and all that stuff so yeah I mean I think just recognizing it and then trying to break free of it is probably all we can do this might be the perfect time for a sponsor break I feel like it is you're absolutely right Amanda look at you on top of your game So we've talked about like people we don't like and and how we're trying to avoid these things. What do you look for and how would someone get your attention? Me personally or? Yeah. yeah you yeah, personally. You as a person. We're not going to be like, you're the spokesman for yeah. all gay people. Oh. <laughs> you're just yeah. me, You better step up, bro. <laughs> okay. You, you, you yourself. Yes. So. If he speaks Spanish, oh my God. If he speaks Portuguese from Brazil, I can't even. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> I'm actually exactly the opposite of what we were just talking about. The things, because like, I'm like, like every time like my friends are like, one time I was like, I like went on a date with a white guy and my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't really hang out with white people besides my family. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, like, and I don't really hang out, like, uh, yeah, no, like, I definitely love, like, um, an intercultural experience. Um, and so that's where I'm, I would be at, per- but that's me personally. Like, so I get, like, there's not, because, like, having, I, like, well, Erica, Erica came to visit and like we hung out in Boston and it's like life is not intercultural there. It's like, oh, you white and you white and that's all. Like you know, like it's very <laughs> like but like when like like living in Chicago, it's like been great to be able to have like all of these different like races and different cultures and different like you know like cu- like for me it's cultural experiences of just like the different people and having I've lived in a couple of different countries now. I'm fortunate that I was able to do that. And that's been really cool. And so, like, guys that speak Spanish, they get me. Guys that speak Portuguese from Brazil, well, Portugal too, but most of them are from Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> Brazil most of the, the Portuguese is from Brazil at this point. Yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
ground here because accents really do it for me too. They do it for you? Oh yeah. You know, I have a Scottish friend and, and we, we've had him on here. He's now dating someone, but when I first met him, it was kind of like, I don't care what you say, just keep talking. Just, you know, talk about whatever, talk amongst yourselves, talk to yourself, just keep talking. I know, right? Like, when I was in Brazil, I was just like, I don't care. Like, it, like they could say anything except for me. I mean, even if they were like, I'm a Trump supporter, I might be like, that's kind of hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is the strangest or most absurd dating encounter you've had? We, we did our, we did all of our best and worst dates. I would say that this one's going to take some time to explain. So if I can explain it for just a second, mm-hmm. it would be this. It's an identify as a gay man. I'm attracted to men. So I'm on an app to where like men are attracted to men. And I was going on a date and the person showed up from an Uber. As like they were obviously trans. Fine. Like, what was the situation? We were in Lincoln Park in Chicago, and she she got out of the car, and she identified as a she, and that's that's awesome. That's great. I'm so glad. Oh, right, but that's not what you're looking for. Early. Okay, so so wait. So this is a woman, but met you on a, like, on man-to-man yeah. dating site. Oh, that's not right. So that's that not- is kind of interesting, because, so I, there have been some trans men on, on Bumble that I've seen, but and they've identified themselves as trans, and that's that's probably for their own safety a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we know the trans community is a higher risk of you know yeah. being killed, and so that's really confusing to me. It does think it really right? I don't know what she was doing because I was thinking okay. like, honey, like you and I can be friends, and I would love to go party with you and hang out, but like we're just not right. It's not going to work there. here. Yeah. And like, There's not compatibility here. Right. And it's, I have a really good friend who is trans. I hang out with a bunch of people who are trans, like, or like, who, who prefer to dress in drag. But like, when it comes to like what you're physically attracted to, it's different. And I, so I think that was weird, like, to like. Going back to this encounter, I'm interested. So did you end up, did she talk to you about why she presented herself? differently on the app than when she met you like what was her thought process unfortunately and i wish i could go back and like find out she didn't but when she came out like like she got to an uber obviously and she came to my apartment and like i got out and we were gonna go on a date and we we're gonna go get drinks and like hang out and like she got out of the car and i was like i can't it's been this has been a couple of years now i was like are you like steven and she didn't, exp- and she was like, no, this is me. And I was like, okay, this, that's great, honey. Like, But, like, this isn't, like, I don't want to be discriminatory, but, like, we're, like, we're, like, we're having, like, just into certain things sexually, right? And, like, women and, like, all these pictures that you sent, you looked like a man. She was banging in that skirt. Like, if I would <laughs> grab, hey, girl. <laughs> she was bad, <laughs> but 
it's just not my thing. So like, yeah, it's kind of a really weird situation of like, why would you even? And like you said, actually, like, why would you even? Because there, there is a lot of not with gay guys for the most part, I would assume, but like, there is this lot. Like, there's a lot of violence that is done against the transgender community, and like, we need to protect them more than anyone. Mm-hmm. What's going on? with them and so I was just kind of like really thrown back like by why she would even put herself into well either that or she felt safe with you but at the same time you're like I wasn't looking for a hangout I was looking for a date I mean I will hang out with you but I was kind of hoping to maybe we could hook up at the end and clearly that's not going to be the case like I kudos for them for being like hey you know Nathan's going to accept me for who I am, but it's not the, it was kind it's of- not the agreement. It's not the agreed like social occasion, you know, and, and not in a bad way. It's just like, it, it'd be one thing. It's like, oh, we're going to hang out and we're going to be like buddies, you know, or as opposed to, I mean, just- this might be a romantic, inevitably a romantic, you know, occasion. And now it's, not, which is fine, but it's just throwing me I off a little. Or, I, and I'm not trying to speak for Nathan at all. This is just my my interpretation of things. Like, have you have you kept in, in touch with this this individual? Is like she happy? Has she no? No, we haven't been in touch because we definitely parted our same ways with total right. respect. Like, hey, like it's just not like. This isn't where I'm going. Right. It wasn't anything bad. I was like, look, like, like I gave up on boobs a long time ago. <laughs> you know, and like, it's great if you want them and you've had like, that's amazing. That's not, this is not saying anything bad about that, but like, what I'm physically attracted to is is I'm attracted to a male, right? And so like, I'm not attracted to. So it was kind of like seeing this person who was like presenting themselves as it's more presenting themselves as one thing and then showing up as like the complete opposite and into and, and where even like that was probably the most extreme I think to where I was getting with my point as far as this is concerned is like okay these things happen like but those photos that all the photos that you sent to me you were living your life as a man and now you're living your life as a woman fine i support you 1000 percent right let's just go party besties but but it's kind of like i assume and i don't well i I never want to assume y'all have had the same experience to where like someone has sent you photos to where you're like well you all are straight women and like some guy has sent you photos and you're like well that was a great photo from seven years (laughs) right (laughs) yeah the seven-year-old photo gets you every time right this is me when I was all hot, but I, that was 20 years ago. I'm still the same person, but this is me now, 20 years later. And you're just like, just do the 20 years later picture of you, person. Because if you're like, you're old like me and kind of frumpy or whatever, it's fine. Just don't, don't, don't hype yourself to be like all smoking hot. And then I see you and I'm just like, oh. Hi, Dad. Where's your 
son who should be my age like where's why is this like six-year-old dude like talking to me where's his 40 year old son who's kind of in shape like where's he at you know everything like but i think it's also too like in you all maybe you've had the same experience to where like you've gotten these pictures and you're like when that person shows up you're like um <laughs> you know i'm like <laughs> I wish I had the guts to do that. Like, just call people out at the beginning of the date so you Why don't have to... Why do they call that? Just be like, uh... I think a nice, oh, oh, I didn't recognize you. I think that's... <laughs> that would be I, I called someone out just, like, I was in, like, just, like, last month, I called someone out in Chicago, and they came over because we were going to go out on a date, and I was like, um... <laughs> He, he's making a gesture like he's holding a phone for our listeners. Yes, dear right. listeners. He's, he's... Like, like I showed the phone and it was like, um, no, this is not like what, you know. Which one of these things is not like the other? Which one of these things just doesn't belong? You know? <laughs> Right? Like, and don't you think, like, you have to keep your pictures updated. You don't have to keep them, like, they don't have to be from, like, last week, but come on. Like, they have to be from, like, like, if, say for, I'm just, like, putting, like, if you're, like, if you're, if you're 40 and you're still sending your pictures from when you're 20. There might yeah. be a problem. There might, exactly. <laughs> there might. I generally think, like, they should be within the last year, unless they're a picture of, like, showing you doing, like, a hobby or something. You know, like, here's my fifth picture to show something cool I did. But, like, most of your pictures should be within a year. To be like, who, okay, because, you know, we grow or we change and, you know. Well, and it's, like, also, like, I would rather look better in person than my picture looks. Like, you want it to go that way, right? Like, when you meet somebody, you want them to be like, oh, it's even better than I thought. You don't right. want them to be like, oh. <laughs> I'm mildly disappointed. Right. I'm yeah. too nice to say anything. <laughs> I think the point with that, with that saying of like, I want it to like, I want to look better in person than in my pictures because your pictures, you can always adjust them and these sorts of things. Like, I'm sure we've all had it here and like, this may be TMI, but you know how like when like someone comes over to your place and you're like, okay, they're going to be cute. And then all of a sudden they show up and you're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna wake the favorite because this motherfucker <laughs> I've never done that lies <laughs> when they show, like oh my god like he's oh edible not not to confuse with edibles like marijuana but you know edible yeah. Like, you want to chew on that ass because it's so nice and juicy. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of cover letters. I'm repressed from having to do do business writing instead of creative writing. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's the kind of stuff you're putting in your business cover letters? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have been applying all over the world. <laughs> I mean, you've got to set yourself apart. From the other applicants. Exactly. That would be exactly. <laughs> I mean, you would set apart like if like your subject line was like I chew on ass or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. 
Amanda, our sweet moderator. <laughs> if there's a second commercial break, I could totally use it. Go yeah, to let's have another break. Let's have another break, sure. Okay. All right, well, I think that does us for our episode today, but we will be back next week with more Nathan and more good times. As always, we would love to hear from you, our dear listeners. You can email us at letswipepod at gmail.com. That's letswipepod without the apostrophe at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at letswipepodcast. And so we would love to hear from you. If you like our podcast, recommend it to a friend, subscribe, or rate us on whatever podcasting app you listen to us on. Happy holidays and catch you next time.